0: Welcome Supers back to another Shark Tank Tank Tales. I'm Super Joe Pardo and today I have an entrepreneur who was on season 13 episode 12 of Shark Tank with her business, her swimsuit line business. I'm excited to get to talk to our guest today. So before I get there, and we talk to the founder of TA3, I need you to give some super claps wherever you are right now watching. It. You're in the you're listening to this in the car. I need some claps. You're in the bathroom. <laughs> let's get some claps going. Right. Let's get people feeling weird and awkward, and that is where we will find growth. Uh, well, not in the bath. Anyway. <laughs> Everyone give giving us some super claps for super Layla Shams. Woo! Welcome, Layla. How are you doing today? Hi, hi.
1: It's actually Leela. I know my name Leela. is spelled oh. Layla, but it's pronounced Leela. That's really I I always say my parents misspelled my name. Or they mispronounced it like <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> and actually well. I'm Persian, which is like Layla is the proper pronunciation, but I don't know. I was brought up as a Leela, so I'm a Leela. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it's a no problem i apologize then i mean technically no the e and then the i so it's not like lie it's a it's
1: it's a lay, like neighbor you know like it's a it's an a sound like like i said it's it's on my parents it really is but it is what it is
0: i'm no stranger to butcher names here if anybody has watched the channel for a long time uh so let's see so how how did Shark Tank happen for you? Did it did they reach out to you? Did you apply no. to be on the show?
1: I applied um the first time I applied was gosh it's it's hard to think of the timeline because it's almost like the whole like covid era is like compacted but but I applied a year before I actually got on. So when I applied um the website. I'd always wanted to be honest. So once my business was like anywhere near getting to the point of launch, I hadn't launched yet. I applied on the website and they called me uh, a couple weeks later and I was like, ah, I'm so excited. And I was like, I was like, this is it. I'm getting on, you know, I didn't have any sales. Um, and I had, it was actually right at the beginning of quarantine. So this was probably, this was like February maybe February, 2020. Um, and I hadn't launched, I didn't have any sales. So I kind of got through like the stage where, so basically once you kind of get through that initial thing, then they, um, ask you for a video. So I made the video and then they, they went dark. It was done, you know? Um, so the, the following year, I started emailing the person that I had been talking to initially and, um, I was like I, you're gonna pass on me again like how is this happening like this is my dream you know and she's like we're actually not passing on you i was like no ah! so, <laughs> so, uh and i was like please let me remake the video because like everything's totally changed i've launched the business doing well they were like no no the video is fine i'm like all right okay the thing with shark tang and this is like the tip i can give anyone and they will tell you this at every stage of it infomercial energy, right? You need like, so there's two things you really need to get on. One is an original idea. And that's something because they don't want you coming on there and you've got a really close competitor or there's some sort of patent issue or whatever, or it's going to be boring if they've had the same type of product before. So they want an original idea and they want you to have that infomercial energy. And like every time you do a rehearsal, you send a video or any, anything, it's like, you got to like bring it. Like you can't talk in your normal voice, you know, you got to like scream basically. And for me that I get really high pitched when I'm like excited and I'm like, oh, I listened to myself on Shark Tank. I'm like, I can't, I'm like screaming, but like, that's really, that's what makes it fun to watch, you know?
0: It does. Right. I mean, that's part of the, the allure of I, you know, one of the, one of the, that's like one of the cornerstones of the differentiators, right? Because everybody has different businesses or different niches and everything like niches, niches, any, but at the, the way you conduct your pitch, the way that you bring something different to the table is, is, you know, the infomercial style, but it's like, what's going to get their attention out of the gate? What's going to make a, make it because, you know, they say, like, the bigger the stage, the bigger the arm movements need to be, right? And act, right, and, right. And, and it needs to be because you can't. And especially when you're talking about, like, uh, Shark Tank now where they're not, like, you know, five, six feet away from you. They're, like, probably 15 feet away from you. And then um, spread out on room, top of
1: that. That room is so big. I, there, You cannot get the scale from watching it on television. But if you really watch... There's like a table and chairs. I swear to God, nobody ever up, talks up about top. this. Yes, there's another mm-hmm. floor. It's enormous that room. So yeah, you really have to be like big.
0: There was a picture that um, on the Shark Time Facebook page that they just posted. I think like I'm gonna say Friday, Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. from last I saw week that where, too. where they. Right where they took it from up I there, I think and they're I'm...
1: standing on that little thing that I'm talking about. That's, that's what I'm I thinking. thinking I doubt are. they brought a yeah.
0: ladder, right, just to take that right. photo. But it it does make me wonder, like, who's sitting up there? Like, is it? It has to be function because this is a set, right? Everything is intentional when it comes to film or mo- well, movies. No, and or television. I don't think
1: anyone's sitting up there. It's just.
0: It, it's just, it, it's, just so it's designed like to massive? look like
1: an extremely big conference room, basically. <laughs> wow. Know, okay. Yeah, it was much bigger because you don't see it until right before you film. You know, I, I think right. before COVID, you, you would actually like rehearse in that room. Maybe I'm not sure, but like now you don't see it until you're pitching.
0: It's yeah. terrifying. It is terrifying. So you get the news. Okay. You're, you're going, you're going in, you're go, you got picked, you're going to do this. What's, what's your next steps, right? Cause you're trying to get a business the ground. Were you still working, uh, in the industry at the time? Like for a big, for a no, big box? No,
1: like what I, what I actually did. So my last, um, job at, at, for like a, a corporation was, I, I live in LA now. I was in New York, um, I, I moved to LA. I stopped doing those kind of jobs and I was consulting. So I was helping other brands launch their, their lines. So I was still working on that when I first, um, launched my brand. I, I, I think I was doing that for like a year. Um, so I was, I was consulting. I wasn't working for those big companies anymore.
0: But okay. So then that's, I mean, that in some ways is better and worse, right? Because if you are if you're consulting or you know you have money coming in as well as trying to get a brand off the ground and now you have this pitch that like potentially your whole world could ride on you know the, a, uh, a life changing a life change I don't want to say decision but a life changing event could be riding on this so how how do you go about balancing uh like a fledgling company well Virtually fledg- fledgling in, in the grand scheme, of, the well, the grand scheme <laughs> of
1: things. How dare you? I'm just right? kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's a lot. But you know, when you're an entrepreneur, like you're always juggling a lot, of, a lot of things. It was. It's fun. You know, it's a lot more fun than like, you know, crying about. It's like yesterday I just found out all my boxes are damaged, you know. Like spent my whole day trying to deal with like the water damage from it. it that's it sucks. It's boring. It's no fun. It's like rehearsing for Shark Tank and getting, it. you know what I mean? Like that's fun. Like that's what you want to spend your time doing.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they say, uh, well, actually I, I, I could say as a, you know, as an entrepreneur, there's things that we find more fun than others. And then we find right. ways to find those time to find time, to be able to sink into those things. Like, Ooh, maybe if I just updated my website and then six hours go by you right, know, Or exactly. maybe I just yeah, do Yeah, this stuff one that you day. like.
1: Yeah, you just like go all in and the stuff you hate, it's like, ugh. Like, I actually like this is totally not scalable, but I, we run a lot of Facebook ads, right? Facebook and Instagram ads. And I respond to every comment on the ads. Like, no, nobody else does that, right? And people are always like, social media manager, like, you're hilarious. Like, you need a raise. And I'm like, it's like, don't want to tell anybody but it's like I'm the CEO but like I just love that you know it's so much fun like I love like you know like making some little funny comment and like going back and forth with my customers I find like my customers to be really funny um and the whole the whole thing is kind of funny it's like you know it's like this swimsuit that's like cinching you in and you know like people just say funny things whatever so yeah, like that. The, I'll sit like I'll, I'll sit up all night, like responding to comments on ads. But then it's like, yeah, like there's other stuff where it's like, oh no, I don't want to deal with this at all. You know, you really put it off.
0: I I look I say this in most of my videos when we go through the reviews that are there of the businesses that I you know we, that we uh, react to and and uh, review here and it's like I, you know one thing that gets me mad is is Amazon stopped allowing uh, the the sellers to be able to respond to those those reviews that's crazy I, isn't it I I yeah. I, want, I want to start like a hashtag movement against that because you need to be able to respond to the positive ones and the negative ones cuz exactly you, know, you can't change the mind of somebody who had a really bad experience but you might change the mind of somebody that's reading that bad experience that says i found that helpful Next, and then they move on right without exactly, and we sense.
1: always yeah i I respond to like if anyone has something negative to say, I respond and and if someone leaves a negative review, I actually don't respond to the positive reviews, I probably should that would be nice too, but it's like you're trying to read a bunch and you're trying to find your size or whatever, but I always respond or I try to to the negative reviews and try to explain to people like you know what happened and how we fixed it and why it was an issue, you know, um. And that's why, like, people are like, "Why aren't you on Amazon?" I'm like, I'm terrified of Amazon because, like, <laughs> people can say anything, you know, and and also like the way they they do their reviews is like the 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 least the meanest one often comes up first. You know what I mean? It's not the most recent. It's not like the most helpful. It's like you know, if, if a lot of people like thumbs up the mean one, then the mean one comes up first, and you're you're screwed. You know. Like, I would never delete or hide a review, but, like, you know, when you, you look at all of ours and you can, you can sort it by most recent, you can sort it by positive, you can sort it by negative, you can sort it by most liked, you can sort it by photos. Like, that's the way it should be. It's like Amazon kind of just, like, decides what your fate's going to be. It's not really fair to brands. <laughs>
0: You know that's very reminiscent of another company that people really hate, which is Yelp, uh, who like yeah. has some really nasty practices, like not recommended uh, reviews of your restaurant or establishment once you stop paying for their services. Yeah, uh, it's so, they, so evil. They, you still have them, but they get they subtract it from the star rating and then move them at the very bottom in like a link that says other rev- unrecommend, not-recommended reviews. Yeah, un- it's... it's, reviews. Uh, and, it's like- and
1: same with Amazon. Like, they have ulterior motives. They have their own products that, that are competing with these products, you know? So, like, the fact that they can decide your fate on, like, how your reviews are going to be seen... And, you know, so many times something i will have five, five-star reviews, and then you go in and the first review is like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. And you're like, oh, I'm not buying this, you know? It's just not fair. I mean, I have someone on Facebook you can't control Facebook reviews in any way either. You know, it is what it is. And like all my reviews are so positive, but this one woman's like, this is an outrage, blah, blah, blah. Like she just had a problem with shapewear in general. And then like, I had an ad that Mindy Calling commented on. She's like, Oh, I want this. Like, and she's like the Mindy Kaling promotion is, should be like cracked down on blah, blah. I'm like, you think I'm paying Mindy Kaling to comment on my ads? Like, I, uh, first of all, that that's not the gig that she's offering. I don't have the money to do that. Like, and but this woman gave me one star and it took down my whole thing. She never tried a suit, you know, it's
0: just fed up. Oh sorry. It, it, it it is. No, no, it's all right. No, it is. No. It is messed up like that. And the reason uh that's one of the reasons why I like I always recommend because this happened to a friend of mine who has a uh pressure washer business. See somebody actually paid for, for negative reviews to, to be on the Google, on the Yelp, and the Facebook, right? And right. all of a sudden, like his, you know, he had, I don't know, hand, like he had a handful of reviews. He'd been in business for a couple of years, but he never really hammered home, like, I need to get reviews. So when somebody dumped in a whole bunch of very obviously not South Jersey, outside of Philadelphia people, <laughs> uh, all <laughs> reviewing at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's like, well – Uh, when you look at the star rating, it's like, well, you went from a four, 4.8 or whatever. Now you're at like a 2.1 and now I'm moving on to the next person, you know, the next, the next business. And so it took him a while to get those deleted. And in the meantime, he, you know, he went and took the initial, he actually got on the the local news for that. Um, because somebody paid, you know, went went to like Fiverr or something and like just paid for a bunch of negative reviews to go there and, and screw things up for him. But in the meantime, he's like, well, I got to get every person I ever worked with, I got to get them to do reviews and, and it's, it's something to preemptive, you know, in that case, because you want to make sure that if somebody decides, boop, like, and now you're spending weeks or months to get that fixed.
1: Yeah. I mean, reviews are great. Of course we all use them. We all love them. And I know a lot of my customers decide to buy the product because we have a lot of great reviews and we ask for your height, your weight, what size you normally wear, um, Not everyone answers all those things, but when someone's saying, oh, this this fit me or this was too long or this was too short and you see all their stats, that really helps our customers probably more than anything else. So reviews are amazing. It's just, yeah, it can definitely be abused. It's really it can make or break your business.
0: It, it, it can. I mean, I, one uh, person, well, a good friend of mine, you know, she just started her own business and she was like, what, what can I do about stopping these negative like reviews from coming into my business? Should I just shut down like the, the ability for people to, to comment on my, on my, you know, social media and stuff like that? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no, no. You, you want people to comment. You want the good, you know, you good and you take the bad. I get bad comments all the time on my stuff all the time yeah. I'm, ty- I'm a ty- right. terrible person and all these things right and- you have to
1: take it with a grain of salt yeah I, and I, as, just, the, as a consumer we know that there are going to be some people that are that are not happy you know like we know one bad review shouldn't change it it's just if the first five reviews you read are all bad then it's like oh uh, yeah i'm probably not gonna buy it you know but i think if you like poke around and you're like okay there's like positive and negative and my friend. I mean, I think also, and and that's why Facebook particularly is so powerful because if your friend comments on a post or comments on an ad and says, "Oh my god, I love this," or even if it's not your friend, but you know it's a real person because Facebook, it, you know, you, it's really. I, I don't. I mean, of course, all the stuff happened with Trump and Russia or whatever, but like generally, it's like they're real, like, especially on my ads, they're real people. And they're saying, I bought this, and I love this, or my friend loved it. And that is so powerful for people to see probably more than reviews, because you're actually seeing the person who's attached to that profile. And to me, the conversations that go on in ads, probably have had a, a, a better effect on my business than anything else. And that's like me talking to my customers but also my customers talking to other potential customers and like building a little community. So when i see a company that has that's putting their ads out they have tons of comments no one's responding or maybe they just responded to the beginning ones but they did, they kind of stopped responding and and they don't say anything about the negative ones it's like it's such a missed opportunity.
0: It, it is and that's I, I i mean i i mean i don't know about you but i read um other facebook comments uh, on ads for like for of fun. course always like, it's just, always it's just so, yeah so and sometimes they're they hilarious yeah
1: yeah i said they like actually i actually are. did a post because like what people always say about mine is like you know because there's ties and you pull them and they're like oh i would look like a busted can of biscuits in that suit so like uh, the last shoot i did like a model like opening a can of biscuits and it popping and then she turned around and it was like look it does. so i was like everyone always says it's gonna look like a busted can of biscuits but it doesn't you know so it's kind of like and sometimes i'll like post like you know screenshots of people's comments on the ads and stuff like that like people love that it's so much more fun than just like oh here's a model you know
0: yes i i post my negative comments all the time on facebook if we're not friends on facebook yeah, we they love be, it oh my god it gets it gets so many people because the way i always respond to them is i appreciate you watching and commenting and right. that's it and then usually those people get hit from the channel so the comment because i I don't want a toxic community under you know under my videos so we we try to promote positive you know and i and like i can't tell you how many people have come to me and like i you you showed me the light joe like how to respond to these mm-hmm. negative people for my podcast for my youtube channel for my business for this that third like that it's, you know, you can't argue with somebody who has no skin in the game.
1: Right. That,
0: you yeah. Know, like and I appreciate that. I-
1: I, I that's I love the positivity in your comments and I loved you know how much conversation was going on in your po- comments like I also went into the reddit because reddit does like you know every entrepreneur they have like a, a reddit
0: what they, do you I have, honestly I haven't been over there I, I need to probably go over there oh
1: it's rough it's rough in there it's rough in there <laughs> let me tell you like like it's like the conversation that's going on on yours and the conversations going on on reddit are like night and day like everybody on Reddit is an expert. They're all, I mean, this one guy like went off on me. He was like, you should have done this. You should have done this. This is why you didn't get a deal. And I was like, and he's like, and your suit looked like shit or something like that. And I'm like, and I'm like, I thought I looked cool. Like, that's all I said. You know what I mean? So he goes on the email, he emails my customer service and like goes into like deeper, you know, like more, more detail about his comments. I'm like, dude, like, you know, you're there for 45 minutes, you know, like you pitch for a long time. Like you don't know everything I said, you know, like, like Mm -hmm. for someone to sit there and say, you should have said this, you should have said that. I understand why they reacted because of this, this, this. It's like, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. Like this is television, you know, like you're not watching the whole pitch. You don't know everything I said.
0: You know what? And I think that's a, I think that is one of the best testaments to me that that I've gotten to date. So thank you for that. Even though you weren't talking about me and I just. No, I was. That was that's why but... I wanted
1: to come on this. I was like, first of all, you nailed my business when you talked about it. And like the, the like the positives and the negatives. And second of all, everyone was like, almost everyone was so positive, you know, which is so nice. Like it's, it's a hard thing to do. And it, it's a hard thing to be an entrepreneur. And you know, I think like now I watch Shark Tank totally different. Cause I used to be the same way too. I was just like throwing stuff at the screen, just like take the deal. You're crazy. Like this will change your life. You know, it's like, but, but there are, you know, we all have businesses and different motivations and Shark Tank is a big part of, of, of your launch or of your product or whatever, but it's not the end all be all, you know?
0: Yeah, it does. It, it, it does. Uh, it can be it can be a big piece, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, and in a lot of cases, I would hope that it's not because, you know, you look at the, some of the success tra- trajectories on some of those businesses that have been on the show. If it was only because of Shark Tank, I, you know what I mean? Like the, they never would have reached the success that they got if it was just because of Shark Tank.
1: Exactly. And I mean, I, I think it speaks to the casting process. I think they're really good at casting and, and they're really good at finding businesses that have potential. You know, they don't just want like one hit wonders and they want entrepreneurs that have potential and businesses that have potential. So I think that's part of it. Um, I think uh, I think Shark Tank definitely helps propel, especially if you get investment, it's going to propel your business. But 100 percent, which is why they don't invest in everything. If it was a sure thing to go on Shark Tank and have your business become huge, they would invest in every single one. You know what I mean? It would be an automatic return. But they know that's not the way it works. Like so much depends on your product market fit the 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 team the entrepreneur you know um how good is your marketing blah blah so yeah it's it's a piece of it It, you know it's similar to like like shark tank is like four or five million viewers if you go viral on tiktok you get the same the same
0: number of viewers
1: you know so like it'll it's amazing you'll get a huge burst of sales but it's not going to make or break your business
0: yeah yeah no absolutely Absolutely. And to speak to the positivity, look, we try, I try my best to keep positive myself and, and keeping, and cause like, sometimes I get comments where they're like, but Joe, you did, you sounded a little too unsure and, and you should not say the word. I don't know. And I'm like, look, I have the confidence to say, I don't know. Okay. If you Probably. want somebody to just spew whatever coming out of their mat, like whatever's coming out of their mind, then that's somebody else. That's, that's not me. And um, with that said, like, I uh, I also understand that, first off, you're a real human being, right? The Sharks might be playing characters. They're still human beings, but they're playing characters to a certain extent on the TV show. And you combine that with uh, the fact that these are real businesses, that these real people have actually invested their time and have, you know, skin. In, well, not in every case, but which I will get. I could tell you it, sometimes it gets a little hard because I. I try to keep it positive and I'm like, Oh God, this is, this is real. I gotta like, I gotta find the light somewhere, (laughs) but you know, with that said, I, um, I, I, I do my best, uh, to, to keep it positive for, you know, and, and constructive and sometimes the answer is, I, I don't know, with keeping in mind that I'm not seeing the full pitch. I know that awesome. it's 45 minutes. It could be an hour, an hour and a half, mm-hmm. two hours even. I mean, I've heard up to two and a half hours with one right. of the people that I've gotten to interview here on the channel. So, you know, you're you're only seeing a small sliver of, like, what actually happened. And sometimes to make a definitive, you know, slam your fist on the table and that's the way it is, is – not the most intelligent thing. Right. They said the smartest exactly. person in the room is sometimes the quietest.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and also some people who just like, don't come off that well on camera. And, you know, sometimes I watch it now, now that I know how hard it is and how much you have to prepare when someone stumbles on an answer, it's not that they don't know it. It's that they're, that they freaked out. You know what I mean? Cause like, like I was watching one the other day where they were like "What what stage is your patent in?" and the woman was like, blah, blah blah, it's like they ask you about your patent a bazillion times like you all that you know that stuff like backwards and forwards, you know like when when P, and like it's like me when I like forgot my my you know line, it's like it's not like, oh, you know, I just randomly decided to go on Shark Tank and I just wandered into the tank. And, you know, like I, it's like, no, there's you really do prepare a lot and, you know, your numbers backwards and forwards. There's so, there's so much of that. You know, everything about your patent or your competition or, or um, your projections, you know, all that stuff. So if you mess it up, like it's because you're nervous, you know, it's I, I find it really hard to believe that people go in not knowing that stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would, I would tend to agree though. I, I will say, if I was in your, your situation where I forgot my line, it, it's not just okay. I'm blowing it in the minute, in the moment, I'm blowing it, and they might end up airing it as part of the episode. And now I have to be able to read like, boom, like get my, you know, focus back together, grab the room back, attention back right. to me, and, and move forward. And that, I mean, that to me is like. Like that's where my mind would probably go. Is like if I, I messed up and now like all of a sudden like I'm I'm starting to like trip over myself even further because right. now like, I got you start now, to right, spiral the cameras are <laughs> facing me and, and this is this is this might end up on TV and like the moment could become so out like it could spiral out of control for somebody so quick, especially if they're maybe more of an introvert, right? And they're trying to right. project this version of themselves that is you know maybe a bit exaggerated because again the size of the states the bigger the arms kind of thing
1: right (laughs) right (laughs) and i think i was trying to go so big i mean there's a million reasons why i forgot it but the, the bad thing for me too is i had models that were dancing in unison to my pitch you know like like you didn't see it but like it was like i'm seeking five hundred thousand dollars, and they did like a money thing and then like they had a dance move for everything i said so when i fumbled like one of them just like drops a robe <laughs> like the other one like, like i totally threw them off you know and that was like when i really like when when i was like like Cause I was like, Oh God, I threw them off, you know? So, so it was, it made it even worse. And when I thought, Oh, maybe they'll edit out. It was like, they can't really, because the model, you know, like there were like, even if they tried, which I don't think they did, it would have been hard because there were so many different elements going on at the same time.
0: So at what point did you want decide that you wanted to have models involved in the pits? Cause that adds a, a really big dynamic of having, you know people dancing uh and doing you know motions to your pitch
1: i uh wanted to do that the whole time because i wanted to demonstrate it and actually i think the year before you weren't allowed to bring anyone so yeah,
0: yeah. um
1: it was kind of like that lull in covid like before Omicron, when like things loosen up Because so i wonder what it'll be like this year they were very strict about covid um but yeah, I, I just knew I wanted to demonstrate it. Like the uh, the thing that sells the suits a lot and like all my videos that have, that have gone viral on TikTok is like, which is never how I intended the product. I never intended it to be like a corset. Um, the lacing serves a couple of purposes. But when a person just woo, pulls the ties and their waist gets smaller, it's a really easy way to see what the suit does, you know, and there's no other product really that, that has in the shapewear or the swimwear market that has something you can demonstrate that easily. So I knew I wanted to feature that because that always gets people's attention.
0: Right, and I mean, I would probably, I mean, did you, I guess you figured it was easier to have a model do that than you there doing that right oh I god see. I would
1: yeah how weird would it be I don't know I can't imagine coming out there as an entrepreneur in a swimsuit and like high heels because I always like the girls to be in like high heels and full makeup like in a swimsuit like I mean honestly it works amazing on me which is like you know and I'm in a lot of the ads but I think that would be weird to do well
0: the, I think it was um the Bayou uh bayou swimsuit what did that in season 12 i think last maybe last season maybe maybe i don't know season yeah i think it was season 12 uh she she was out there in in the swimsuit which i forget what which landlocked state they were from but like Wait, is that the with one the that like opened
1: on the sides I remember there was like a husband and wife, and there was like a suit that opened. Yeah. So you could go to the bathroom easily.
0: I think, I think, I believe that's what they're, they're, yeah. uh, They they were from the
1: Midwest or something like
0: that. Yes. 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 And I
1: can't, (laughs) I think they did get it. I think Barbara did. And did Barbara invest in that? I'm not sure.
0: I mean, if someone was going to, it probably, I I knew I'd have an uphill
1: battle with Barbara as much as I love her because I know she's like, I had some issues with swimwear in the past. It's a really hard market. I totally get
0: it. it. Yeah. I just, I mean, just like any fashion, right? Having to dump the the clothing and stuff. I mean, so, so let's, because I have, I do have questions about the advice that both Damon and Barbara gave you. But let, so okay. you got your pitch together. You get your, you know, well, you're already in LA. So, and they, I'm pretty yeah. sure they moved back to LA for filming this season from, from Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they, you get there Uh, and are, are you feeling confident? Are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling, Oh my
1: God. I mean, it, you get there really early in the morning and we had hair and makeup and, you know, we had the, the the three girls. Um, and then you get your COVID test. I mean, you get through the whole process, you get tested a bazillion times. Um, and you get to like meet the other entrepreneurs and stuff like that. But like, Mostly, and like anything with TV is kind of the same way, like, or movies or whatever. Like, you just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. We waited all day. We were in a trailer all day. It's a long day. You know, they film, I don't know how many pitches they film a day, but we were like one of the last, if not the last. So, you know, you you have like so much adrenaline in the beginning, and then by the end, you're like, oh, God, I just want to do it, you know, like. And they just kept, like, I don't know if this is too behind the scenes, but, like, you're very – you can't have anything, like – Visible or anything that might be trademark, copyright, any sort of issue, right? So
0: well, that's most TV in general because they want to. to right.
1: So one of, of the out. models had a, had a lot of tattoos, <laughs> so they just kept coming, taking pictures of the tattoos, doing a search, and then they'd come back and she'd be like, "Oh, I forgot to show you this one," and then we'd have to like cover it with makeup. So like, there's like, this whole tattoo thing that went on all day. It was like the whole thing just dragged. Oh,
0: wow, that's you know that's not that's not something I would uh generally think about but i guess you know when you're going out with a swimsuit there's an, yeah you see a the body whole body yeah yeah the, the, like even like the little ones that you know right. you might not notice if you're wearing say pants or right or, or, exactly or shirt. you just wouldn't right. see uh right. so that yeah that wow that definitely is something uh to that is something <laughs> to consider when when doing that um so okay, so yeah, so you, and they, I'm assuming they don't tell you when you're going out. Like they didn't no. tell you like you're going to be the second to last, which uh, to me would add a, no. a the add to the nervousness because you don't know when you're going out and you. Also oh, don't I would have know... killed myself.
1: Like nobody wants to be last, you know.
0: <laughs> like... Well, that too, right? <laughs> because you don't know if they're in a good mood, bad mood. You know how right. the day went. For I, them.
1: I think it's fair to assume they're in a bad mood if they've been watching pitches all day you
0: know it is a it is a brutal schedule I you know when you think about each you know each pitch being 40 at least 45 minutes and they're there all day like it's a that's a lot to to put on it's a lot and you're character. like
1: giving it your all you know like I mean they really they have to react to every statement they have to like you know if they're uninterested they're not doing their job so they really have to like Give a lot to each entrepreneur and each pitch. You know, I I mean, it's it's a lot of work. I, I have a new respect, definitely.
0: <laughs> so you're so you're walking down uh, the hallway, and how are you, how are you feeling? Are you feeling confident in your pitch? Are you feeling nervous? Are you worried about the moves? Is there anything that that's... well?
1: And and I said, and again, I'm not sure if this is behind the scenes, but this is really more of a me thing. Um, the I had originally had a different model and she decided like right at the end that the pitch was problematic for her. So she had had issues with eating disorders and the, and originally my pitch talked more about food, you know, like if you see in the background, there's, a, there's pizza, you know, uh, my original website, which I just changed, it had like the model with eating nachos or like the models with a bag of chips or whatever. And it's like, eat backwards. And the whole idea is like, you can eat and still look in your swimsuit. You know, that, that was triggering for her. Some of the verbiage in the, in the pitch was triggering for her. She just, she didn't feel comfortable. Right. And so she dropped out. And so, A, we had to find a new model and B, I had to rethink what I had, what I was saying. And if I felt comfortable, you know, like if, if she's feeling triggered by it, if she's feeling uncomfortable about it, uh, the, there are going to be people in the audience that also feel uncomfortable about it. So I really had to rethink what I was saying and how I was presenting the company and um, all, all the food stuff, you know, like a lot of people would be like, Oh, so you're saying that like this makes you gain weight and da da da, You know, like for me, it's kind of like funny, Like for, you know, I always felt like I had to diet before I went on a vacation to look good in my swimsuit. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So that was like the basis of the company, but like food stuff is triggering for people, all the weight loss, weight gain, all this stuff is very triggering for a lot of people. So I rewrote the pitch to be less. She told me the stuff that she didn't like. And I, and I wrote that stuff out of it. So, um, the, you you rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse, and I, it, it becomes so automatic, your pitch. So when I changed some of the lines, it never felt that automatic. You know, it, I always wanted to go into the other pitch, into the initial pitch. So... That that was really, I don't, if I hadn't changed that pitch, I don't think I would have ever stumbled on my lines because it was like I was doing it in my sleep, you know? And even the whole day, like while we were waiting, I was just doing it over and over and over again. I mean, you also have a lot of stuff you're thinking about. Like, you know, I'm a fashion designer. Like, I'm not a finance person. I never have been. Like, thank God I found someone great my stuff together. But like, um, you're, you also have all the numbers in your head. You know what I mean? And 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 actually, like, the 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 way it aired reflects more of like we really didn't talk that much about numbers but man did I have a lot of numbers in my head you know what I mean like you have the numbers about what you know like your your margins and your your revenue and your net revenue and your gross revenue and your, prode- your projected revenue and your projected revenue for the next year and then you have all the numbers in your head of what if they say okay, instead of 10%, I'll give you 20% for this. And you then you have to do all those calculations. You have to be prepared for any sort of offer they give you. So like I actually worked with two different coaches really just to help me figure out the financial part and help help me figure out how to present the financial part. And like, and there are a lot of pitches that go really deep into financials. And I never thought in a million years that I wouldn't get an offer. My My numbers were extremely good. My customer acquisition cost was extremely low. My margins were good. My sales had been great. You know, like to be honest, and this is a warning to anyone, <laughs> like I never thought I wouldn't get it offer, So I was so prepared for negotiation and I was not prepared for them to maybe not be that excited. Like I should have prepared a lot more when uh, for someone going, no, I don't like it. No, this isn't my type of thing. Oh, I don't want to deal with inventory. And I should have had like answers for all that stuff. But for me, I was just like so, so ready to get my offer and negotiate with them, which is in retrospect so naive. Like when I watch it, I'm like, why did I think, it? you know, like fashion in general, they don't, they hardly ever invest in. So.
0: That I mean, that is a huge lesson, right? In in mm-hmm. the preparation, not just know, knowing the numbers, and and and, and also like because I get a lot of a lot of crap on this channel for for not knowing uh, how to do math in my head on the fly. I, sh- I shoot all my videos in real time, so like I'm not yeah. stopping the video to like do the math on the thing. Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying my best to get as close as I can while keeping the video moving forward and all of that stuff. So like, yeah, I'm not a math magician in my head. Uh, yeah, said, and when you
1: don't have that in your head, you have to memorize everything. It's way harder than being able to calculate it, you know.
0: Mm, yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair point, and not get them confused, you know, because then you start getting confused. <laughs> and and it's not like, look well, oh, oh, hey, you don't know your numbers, <laughs> like what? What's yeah. going? We're making good TV here, like hooray, right?
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> what
0: What is that? A, a truck of money backing up to our to our warehouse? Like awesome, hooray! Um, right. So. Uh, you know having but but I think the the important thing there was having the answers to questions that aren't number related right the, to the yeah. to um oh the, what's the term I'm thinking of uh at, to the not disagreements the um like to the to the cons of your business right like oh well you're going to have all these inventory issues and, and and things like that that you you I mean any business can have inventory issues. It doesn't right. you know even if inventory is not the main driver of the business, there is inventory like pens. You could overbuy your pens, you know or 100%. I mean especially pens. if you have
1: multiple <laughs> SKUs, like your inventory is always going to be an issue. I mean I totally understand what he's saying. I like I've worked in this industry a long time and and it especially if you have a ton of SKUs and they talk about SKUs a lot and and really I should have been better about pointing out how few but if you, have, if you come out with your season of, and this is what happened with my old business, you come out with a season of stuff, maybe you sell it, maybe you don't, maybe the customer likes it, maybe they don't. And then it's, now it's winter or now that color is out of style or that style is out of style or what, you can't keep selling it, you know? So any sort of like trend-driven or, or seasonal business has inventory issues there. They were absolutely right about that. Like with me and what I didn't do a good enough job explaining is like, we have very limited styles. We have three styles. We have very limited colors. I'm not, everyone's always, well, I want to print. I want this. I want that. I'm like, no, no. You know? Cause like, I've played that game before. Like, so, I've, so most people hate it, you know? And like, it, like, no, like keep it basic, make it work. You know, focus on like making it work as well as possible. We'll throw in a fashion color every once in a while, but like I, I totally know what he's talking about, what what Barbara and especially what Damon was talking about, and that's why I I I have the business that I have that's just extremely limited.
0: I and I and I <laughs> appreciate that, right? Because I I don't want to see people get you know, a burdened with the, the, you know, the inventory that can happen very quickly. And, and it makes sense as to why the high fashion is so expensive, even though the costs are relatively low, uh, because you have to deal with things like what Damon, uh, you know, and Barbara brought to the table now, and you don't have to speak on this because I, I, I get it if you don't want to, but one of the commenters down below uh, said, you know, in the super community point out that, you know, they don't want to see the sharks go, but like maybe they these you know our current sharks have been down too many roads to want to take a a, a chance on something that isn't necessarily even a high risk. You know, in my opinion, isn't high risk because if you're not like, hey, I got six hundred skus right here, let's go. Like we're going to ta- we're going to town with this, and, and we're gonna you know we're gonna win this battle of fashion with with just sheer amounts of money poured into inventory and uh, and getting us out there. Um, but so I, I you know, it, it, cause it's a shame, right? Like I, I, who, like who, who did you go in wanting to deal, do a deal with?
1: L- Lori or Barbara, because you know, they're women. I mean, I kind of thought Damon would be more excited about it. Um, but I wouldn't have ever thought like Mr. Wonderful or Mark Cuban would be into it. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, didn't th- I, I mean, I, I didn't think they would be negative about it. Which they weren't really, but like, I kind of assumed it would be one of the women. But in, in retrospect, the fashion industry has changed a lot very recently. You know, I mean, I, I've been doing this for I'm 47 years old. I've been doing this. I started like I started working in the 90s, right? So, so I I know everything that Damon's been through, and he's worked in wholesale businesses, and um, and he actually talked a lot, like you know which wasn't aired about other businesses that he's, he's struggled with. Um, You know, there are a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues in the industry with fit. There's a lot of issues in the industry with with inventory and returns, but um, direct to consumer is very different than wholesale, you know, and it's, it has very different challenges and, and um, needs a different skill set. And I think it it's, it's younger people that have had or younger entrepreneurs. I mean, I'm not young, but like, you know, if you've been in the fashion industry a long time and you never really worked with this type of business, it's like limited SKUs, direct to consumer, heavy in the ad, Facebook ads, viral on TikTok, all that. Like you're probably not going to be that familiar with it. If you were, if you were in the early two thousands, you know, if you were more active then I think that was a lot of Damon things, Like a lot of his stuff was like, the industry, the way it was, which was very wholesale driven. Like he talked a lot about the backdoor, which is like um, you put your stuff in Costco and you put your stuff in um, TJ Maxx and stuff like that. I've worked for all those businesses. I totally, I'm familiar with that, but it's like, you don't see, I could be wrong, but I don't think you're going to TJ Maxx and seeing like an aloe yoga or like a, you know, you're not seeing these like newer, like direct to consumer brands, you know, they, they're selling straight to their customers. So they're not dealing with like a a, a department store buying this huge amount of inventory and then saying, Oh, they didn't sell it and you're stuck with all this stuff. Like you can really cut to what, you know, you're going to sell, you know, you're much more, you know, what's going on with your customer. Like my best selling style right now is something that my customers asked for, you know, they were like, I launched with two styles that were kind of high cut and they showed your butt. And they were like, no, we want something that's more full coverage. So when I launched the full coverage style, that became my best selling style because that was what my customers were asking for. And now they're asking for an underwire style and I'm going to launch that style. And that's going to be huge. And I know it's going to be huge because they've been asking me for it. You know, you don't get that when you're working with stores.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Having that feedback, you're lucky if you hear anything back. You know, exactly. Brand. I work with department not just services, the fashion, but like in general.
1: Exactly, and that's it. that's the problem with Amazon too. You don't own your customer. Your your customer is Amazon's customer. So, like, I talk to my customers every day. I talk to them in the DMs. I talk to them in the comments. You know, my my customer service person is like texting me all day long with like a like a picture. Like, oh, do you think she needs the short or the longer? Whatever. Like, we are so tuned into what our customers need. You wouldn't get that like working
0: with a third party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you, uh, well, I mean, you said you don't own the customers, but you don't own the relationship. I would say you don't the own relationship the relationship. With the customer. Right. And I mean like, and that's again, anything where you're selling to any third party to go and sell it, you, you definitely don't. And, and even Amazon where it's like, it's online, but, uh, you can't even apply to the reviews. That, right. That's very much, a, to me, that's a, you know, a huge, huge problem, a huge drawback. Uh, from the exactly. advantage of having an online business in general. So exactly. um,
1: it's about relationships. I mean, you see that with what you do too. It's like you build these relationships with people, and that's why they like you. And that's why they're not, even if they're not happy with something, they're not going to go out and like trash you all over the internet, you know? Whereas, like, so if you're like. like... Sh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's all about relationships in life too, you know?
0: it all a hundred, 110%, 110%. And, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, but you, you probably are on something there as far as like, I mean, I haven't seen any hate elsewhere about it other than just down in the comments of, again, people who have zero skin in the game, they have no, it's not like they have their own channels. Like they're it you know, where they're showing up stuff and it's like, you know, Oh, we can, you know, cook up some beef here and then actually, you know, work off of each other. stuff. it's it's like, no, no, you, you you have zero, you know, skin in the game. There's no videos. There's no anything created. You're just passing through and have something that's really negative to say and not even like. Um, critical, you know, or, or, um, a like constructive, uh, criticism to be able to like build mm. off of.
1: I mean, I, I know you were talking about doing stuff on TikTok. That's where you'll, you'll open the floodgates. <laughs>
0: I'm working on it. I am working
1: it can, on it. I, it. It can be, it can be rough. It can be rough on TikTok. Like people do not hold back. Well, again, cause you don't really have a relationship with them yet, but like once you have like your people on TikTok, I think it's different.
0: Well, that's that's one of the hardest things about having YouTube, so many YouTube videos at this point is people find the old ones, right, because they're, like, Googling up uh, a Shark Tank business or something, and they get there, they say something negative, and I'm like, but I have all these people that, like, I've, but nobody's watching, you know, my, t- my, my people are starting to go back to the beginning of the catalog and walk their way through, so I'm starting to see those comments where people are like, but that I left because they weren't super rude. They just were like, not nice. And I was like, okay, you know what? I appreciate you watching and commenting. And then they're starting to, to reply to them. And in some cases, they're being as, as courteous as I would want them to be, which is, that's the whole super thing, right? Like that's what it's right. about, you know, is bringing the best out of yourself and the people around you. So like, that's, exactly. and it, I want them to stay that way. Don't, don't, you know, mm-hmm. listen, don't, don't go going crazy <laughs> and start like a, a flame war or anything like that. Let's, we're not, we're not going down that <laughs> route. Um, so, okay. So you, you, you wind up not getting a deal. Uh, how, how are you feeling walking out of the tank and, and heading home?
1: Oh, my God. I was so upset. I was so upset. I can't. Uh, because also, you don't know how it's going to come. First of all, you don't even know if it's going to air. And it, it was a very good, you know, you have to talk to a psychiatrist after. And that's public knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um and he, I was like, give it to me straight. Are they airing it or what? You know? And that's why like in, in my exit area air interview, I was like, oh my God, like at least just air it, you know? Like, cause it's like, you, you put so much work into it. Then you bomb. I mean, I bombed on so many levels, you know, I forgot my pitch. I didn't get, a um, an offer. Like there was like minimal enthusiasm, you know, it couldn't have gone worse. I was so, so, so upset. And he was like. He was like, everyone told me I did well. They were like, you did well. You know, the models said you did well. They get to watch it. Um, and they were amazing. The models were so great. They, you know, they put so much time and so much effort into it. And to go out on television in your swimsuit, like, that takes a lot of balls, you know. So um, everyone was so nice. But he, he was just like, you did great. They were a little bit low energy. So, like, it might not air. It wasn't the most exciting. There wasn't a, which you can plainly see when you, when you watch it, there wasn't a lot of like heated back and forth, you know what I mean? Which is like what kind of makes it exciting. Um, it turns out probably my saving grace was that I forgot my pitch because that made it a little bit more entertaining. You know what I mean? And I got aired because like, if it's too boring, they're not going to air it, especially if you don't get a deal. So um, may, maybe that worked out for me.
0: Yeah. I, don't I mean, not really oh, think God. there's
1: much I could have said to change their minds. I mean, I definitely, I, I, I could, I I did say a lot more numbers. So they really did have a good understanding of how good my numbers were. But, and I think I said this on one of the comments, um, that like they kind of know what they can bring value to and what they can. not And like, like, like I said, if it was a sure thing that airing on Shark Tank would make you this huge business, then they would invest in everything. So obviously, you know, they want to make sure that they're going to get their money back. And the one way they can really make sure they do that is if they know that they're bringing value, you know, and if, if they're not sure that they can bring value, then they're kind of relying on you. And, um, you know, like, especially if you hear like, Lori or Mr. Wonderful, like they talk a lot about like, what their current audience is. So what their email list looks like, what their social media looks like, you know, what they're going to promote and what, you know, um, and a lot of the stuff is like very easy to like, like what we really noticed from our, all the customers we got after the show and all the, you know, the, the customer service inquiries and blah, 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 is it was more of an older customer than what we normally have. Um, and I think it's more it like it's a demographic that's more likely to buy a sponge, you know, than they are to maybe like a somewhat sexy swimsuit. You know what I mean? And I think they're probably aware of that, too. Like what 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 products are going to absolutely catch fire for after being aired on the shows show and what aren't. Mine's kind of a harder right. sell.
0: I see I see I I tend to disagree though. And the reason is is Mr. Wonderful has his Mr. Wedding Wonderful right. line, right? And it's like, well, who's getting married on his Mr. Wonderful like wedding list, right? I, I tend to think there's a at least fifty percent of females that are on that you know, on that uh that email list. And it's like, well, uh, you
1: I, know what? That's such a good point. I should have said that because women buy it all the time for like if they're getting married or bachelorette parties, like a whole bachelorette party will buy my suit. Oh my God. I I should have talked to you before. That would have been such a good pet. I didn't even think about the wedding thing. The wedding thing is huge. Yeah.
0: I think it gets so downplayed with him because, and and yeah, I think he downplays it himself. Like, you know, in, in a lot of ways where there's things where it's like, you already have this demographic of people. So like, after you get married, what happens, Mr. Wonderful? You have kids. Maybe, right. probably, right? right. I don't want to project right. too much on everybody, but like the odds are, you're in that demographic to to do that. You're spending money like Mr. Wonderful kind of, you know, like Mr. Wonderful wants you yeah. to be. You're probably going to buy whatever you know toy thing contraption like to me like that's the next step like let's yeah. segment that list into who got married and who is most likely to you know uh react to a kid thing i, I you know yeah, that, I yeah. and like all my sense. customers
1: are like i have so many customers who are like bachelorette parties or brides and i also have a lot of customers who are new moms so yeah that's a really good point actually but i think it also gets kind of hard because it's like I'm trying to build a brand, you know, and and I think I have a lot of different elements going on because I, I want to be sexy and I want to be cool, but I also want to be very um, like authentic. And, and, you know, I try to mix that all um, in, on the Instagram. I don't know if, how well I'm doing on that, but it's like when I think of like Mr. Wonderful mass emailing his entire Email list of everyone that just had a baby, like, or I don't know, I don't know. I'm like, is that really like on brand? But I guess I don't know how it works. I'm sure Mr. Wonderful does a
0: lot of things that is not on (laughs) brand. That is not on brand. For like $500 <laughs> for a while there, you could like get them on Cameo to promote literally whatever your product was. Exactly,
1: exactly. And I so I think it is a little bit scary when you're like, yes, I have a product that does something. So part of my business is very as seen on TV, right? But the other part is a fashion brand. I want to ha- to be a little bit glamorous. I want to be a little bit, you know, it's a higher price point, like something that's like aspirational. So you know, people are like, oh, like you should have said, like you would go on QVC or whatever, which A, was not offered, you know, but B, it's like, you know, would you see Skims, you know, which is Kim Kardashian's brand on QVC, you know, no, you, you would see it in Nordstrom's, you're going to see it in like these high-end department stores, but like, no, the they're the not closing. really doing that. What?
0: I said the ones that are closing.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I don't mean laugh, <laughs> no, I, right. it
0: laugh. It pains me to say that about any business, but like the world is Department right. source are
1: like a dead <laughs> business. I know, but it, it kind of makes your name, you know, get it like elevates yeah, it a little it, bit.
0: It's a, I mean, yeah, Skims it's...
1: just got valued at $3 billion. So whatever, they're doing something right. You know, like, and I'd be very happy to be like the swimsuit version of what Skims is doing. So, I mean, they're going to launch skimsuits. Uh, they're going to launch swimsuits, knock on wood. They're not shaping or I will kill myself. I don't think they will be. Um, But to me, that's the, like, they're, they're amazing at branding, you know, the photography is beautiful, the, um, they're so inclusive, they're so, you know, they have such a, like, you see a photo, and you know, it skims, you know, so like, that's the, that's the ideal, that's where everyone wants to get in fashion, you know, from a branding perspective. So it's like, yeah, I mean, when I really think about it, it's like, Oh, uh, well, I would have wanted investors, but I would have wanted to keep like 100% control of my brand. And it's like, eh, it doesn't really work like that. You know, And people tell me that now because now, you know, we're a lot bigger than we were when I pitched. And um, now, you know, around August, September, we want to raise like four or five million dollars. Right. And it's like mm. everyone just keeps saying, like, you just have to understand it's not going to be the same. Like you can keep growing it like the way you're growing it and make a good amount of money for yourself. Or you can like really try to be that billion dollar brand. You have to take in a lot of money and you have to, you know, you have to get a lot of a lot of feedback and a lot of like oversight. And I'm like, I, I mean I will be ready to do that. But I think for me it worked out for the best that I could grow it for another year the way I saw it and really kind of develop like our voice and who we see our customers as and everything. And then and then we can really blow it up and get a ton of money instead of like having to sacrifice you know, a lot of equity for not a lot of money.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's always the balance, right? Is is how much are you willing to, you know, control? Are you willing to give up and, and all that? But that's one of the reasons that you should go and blow up the company yourself as much as you can. So that when you go and raise that four or 5 million, it's like, all right, we gave up like 20%. I don't really have to give up control versus like, I need four or 5 million. Well, I'm going to take like 65% for us to get you know, for us to be able to get there. And it's like, well, now you, now you're working for somebody else to <laughs> you end up being an employee. Exactly. Like I you're don't want person. to work for
1: anybody. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, you know, the whole reason you go into being an entrepreneur is like, you don't want anyone to tell you what to do, which is why like, everyone's like, Oh, why didn't you take the deal with Lori and license your job? It's like, ah, that's my biggest nightmare. Like nobody understands. It's like to like, take this thing that I've like all this blood, sweat and tears. And like, you make this like you finally get this thing that works and that like makes your customers feel amazing. And like, I get to talk to customers every day who are like, I haven't worn a swimsuit in years. Like I was never able to enjoy vacations. Like this is life changing or whatever. Like that is so gratifying. And the idea of like being able to build this company huge and still have it be mine and my vision versus like, Oh, Lori's going to take it and license it out to some random company. Like, and that's why I was like, so everyone's like, Oh, you should have just left the door open. I'm like, but that door was not open. Like, that's just not an option for me, you know? And then like anyone who's ever launched their baby, it's like, it's one thing if I was like this inventor and I'm like, you know, you know, you has that some people come on Shark Tank and they have like a ton of different inventions, you know, and you're like, okay, that's fine. You're going to like license this thing out and then you're going to do this other stuff. But like, no, like that's just, it was like, so the opposite of my vision. I'm like, I would never do that
0: and and speaking of the patent cuz we i know we got to wrap up here in a, in a, in a couple of minutes uh did you did your patent go through
1: no i'm hoping i mean so we got there's a couple stages of the patent um first they asked me i had like a lot of different sketches and they asked me to edit down to like one thing which i did and then they came back with prior art which is like things that they find is similar and actually the prior art was really really different so I think we're good. So then we came back with a response to the prior R and we're supposed to hear within a month, like within this month I should hear. So fingers crossed, that would be so, Cause I, you know, especially now that I've been on Shark Tank, I live in fear. Like I do not want to be knocked off. Like supposedly, like, even if you have a patent pending, like apparently Amazon is really good. And that's like the thing I fear the most because it's like you search for ta three and it's like ta three dupe Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, but like Amazon is very good about knockoffs, especially if you have a patent. But I think even if we have a patent pending, we'll be able to kind of fight off um, knockoffs there. But yeah, I don't want anyone doing anything even close. So, yes.
0: It is, yeah, um, I mean that is a scary thought, right? Especially because like somebody could make a swimsuit for a like and sell it for a lot less money because it's you know. It's a swimsuit. It's not a tuxedo 100%. or something. I don't. You 100%. know what I mean? It's not like, it's like yeah. even on the cheap end, it's still going to be, uh, you know, fairly expensive. In not a wedding dress, somebody. right? Y- yeah. Right. Yes. yes. Yes.
1: I could. I could get crushed by a knockoff, but we do also have like because I'm so obsessed with this, and we're constantly fitting, and we're constantly tweaking the fit, and we're constantly coming up with new ideas of things that'll kind of do the same thing. Even if someone knocks off exactly the products that I have right now, I could still keep launching products in the same vein that would do the same thing. And we do plan to do dresses and tops and all this stuff. So I don't think it would put me out of business if someone did a very similar knockoff because we are already thinking of how to develop it into other things, but it would definitely suck. I mean, saying that there's brands like Somersault, Andy Swim, those are huge direct to consumer uh, swimsuit brands that are mostly one piece swimsuits. And I mean, I, I don't know how well Andy's doing right now. I know they've gotten a significant amount of investment, but I know like Andy Swim's gotten like 30 million. I mean, Somersault's gotten 30 million in investment and their stuff is so knockoffable. It's just normal swimsuits, you know, but, and, and they're a hundred dollars. are not as expensive as mine, but they're still expensive, but still you don't see knockoffs on Amazon. So I I, I, I assume they're kind of going after people. And they've built a brand, and people love that brand, so i i i don't I don't think it's it's the kiss of death, but it would suck
0: yeah yeah no it would it would be another another thing to have to it's it's one of those, remember in the beginning we were talking about things that suck and having to do the things like deal with wet boxes <laughs> yes. and things it's right. one of those things that I would chalk up to that uh, right. especially yeah like it's hard term.
1: enough it's hard enough without that definitely. <laughs>
0: Well Leela, please tell everyone where they can uh you know find out find more about you and more about your, your swimsuits and everything and uh and get in touch with you if you so uh want to share that
1: okay uh it's wwwta dot t a three swim is the website um and you can follow us on instagram which is at t a three swim and you can always dm me i'm i'm always on instagram.
0: Awesome. And they absolutely should. Any any final thoughts before we wrap up here?
1: I mean, I would say to any uh, anyone who's aspiring to be on Shark Tank or any aspiring entrepreneurs in general, because like we talked about this a little in the beginning, but I have launched my own brand before that failed. I think it's so important and makes it so much easier if you figure out something That isn't already in the market, you know, some some twist on something that like really fills a need and that isn't really there in the market, because I can tell you that has made it there is no way I have could like, you know, we're at like multi millions in sales right now, you know, Hmm. I could have never gotten to that point with something where I'd have to compete with big guys. You know, like it would have been impossible. And and I eventually will, like when they come out with similar products, but I was able to find something that was like a little shaping swimsuits isn't a big category. So I would definitely encourage people if they're going to put their money and their heart and their soul and their everything into something, find something where there's like a white space
0: yeah i I could not agree more and find, you know do the google search you get that's what I do I get an idea I go right to Google and I start googling like the different words that could possibly find that that thing and then if I can't find it, then I, I know I'm on to something and then take right. that next step, you know?
1: Exactly, um, exactly.
0: So, yeah, it's just a Google search away. Uh, yeah. Leela, <laughs> thank you so much for being here on the Super Joe Part of the Show. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here and to, pleasure. to get to chat and get to know you. And uh, it, it was It's great that you, you wanted to be here, so thank you.
1: Oh, so much fun. Thank you.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, if you enjoyed this video, I'll see you in one of these two videos over here. Take care.